Hey y'all, it's episode number 14 of the Graceful Hustle podcast. And today I am beyond excited because I have the certified professional coach and leadership development expert, Frederica Peterson on today. She is my girl, yes. (laughs) We are fellow coaches together. Frederica specializes in leadership development and we are going to try to remember that y'all are here because I call her Kiki <laughs> and me and Kiki are going to get down into this episode number 14. Keep it moving. How do you transition through the phases of life? Kiki. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much, Monique. This is really odd because I had my own podcast, but now I'm podcasting with my buddy. And so this is a lot of fun because she's doing all the work and I get to have all the fun. <laughs> Yes, and fun we shall have today. So Frederica is the CEO and founder of her own leadership development consultancy, and she does amazing, amazing work with pulling the very best out of executives, managers, senior level folks. She does the best job of pulling out of them what they need to rise to the next level. So, so excited to have her on here today. We're talking about keeping it moving. This is about transition. And I tackled this topic because many of you have reached out saying, I'm in transition. I've been laid off. I'm in transition. I want to leave one career and go to another. I'm in transition. I've had to relocate due to a spouse. And now I'm trying to figure out my next move. So Frederica has a wonderful coaching practice. And part of it is around helping people move successfully through the five stages of transition. So she's going to break that all down for us today and talk to us about it. But Frederica, how did you get into doing transition coaching with folks? Yes, that's a great question, Monique. And it actually happened through my own transition. I had a 30 plus year career in corporate America and I decided to just leave. I actually got hired through another company while I was still employed somewhere else because I really started focusing on leadership development. And I went to that other company thinking that was going to fulfill me because I was really feeling discontent for several years. And I went to the new company. I was doing the work that I love to do, that I was getting in my, you know, working in my master's vocation, and it wasn't happening. In fact, it got worse. Mm. And I literally, and you know how when God will move you. <laughs> Right. You be trying to sit on the rock and he's like, get off the rock. Right. And I'm just sitting in the waves and knocking me over and I keep getting up. I got them all bruised up and knocked up. So finally knock me off the rock. Right. And I was like, it hurts too much to get back on the rock. So I just quit. I literally. Whoa. Yeah. I I went in and I gave my notice and I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to be leaving. It was very mutual. You know, I transitioned out Mm -hmm. and I I actually stayed a little longer than I had intended, but it was okay. You know, because that's my heart. I'm always going to help where I'm needed. Yep. And, um, that's how I got out of corporate America. Now, moving into my own space was a little bit of an interesting journey. <laughs> it's always interesting when God is a little bit of an interesting journey. And so I was, and I'm just going to be transparent here because other people may be going through this, but I was having a lot of female problems. So right around mm-hmm. the same time I was leaving corporate, I had to have a hysterectomy okay. because I had such severe problems. And anybody that's been through that knows that is not only a physical change, but a psychological and emotional change. Yes, so it was, it, was yes. a little, it was a little tricky. And uh, so I came out, and then I was healing from that for a while. And a couple of months later, in February of 2015, I decided to, that I was going to start my own coaching practice, and I did, and I 
formed my business formally. Mm -hmm. It was exciting. Mm -hmm. And three days later, my nephew was assaulted. And three days after that, he was killed. Whoa. He, he died. Whoa. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a lot of different things going on, right? But that, everything that happened, leaving the corporate career and having the hysterectomy and losing my nephew, and there are other things that have happened, all of those things really were, they shaped me, they formed me, mm. but they also helped me to know that I didn't know who I was. Mm. Talk about that a little bit more. You didn't know who you were. I didn't know who I was. So what happens with transition is we're faced with really understanding who we are at our core. Mm. Because in order to be able to move through transition, you need to know who you are and where you want to go. Well, that's the whole point in transition. It then challenges you to define who am I now when I don't have this title. Mm. So many of us decide that the title, we don't decide, society decides, our environments decide that the, t the title is going to define who we are. And I had, as much as I didn't want to admit it, I had lived up to this title, whether it was woman, whether, you know, woman that, that was um, available and mm -hmm. ready for family, mm -hmm. whether it was aunt, mm -hmm. right, slash mother, whether it was director, you know, whatever those things were that got me acceptance. And I think many of us fall into this category. So we come out of college, we get a job, we're doing really well, especially boomers, right? We got our job, we're doing well, and everything about that defines us because our parents did everything that they could in order to set us up for success. More success than even they had. Yes. Right? Yes, and yes. so that was the thing that defined us. But those definitions don't really exist the way that they did in the past. Hmm. And you know, what's interesting mm -hmm. because yeah. I often say that you weren't born with a title, you were born with an assignment. That is exactly right. And sometimes right. the title can block you from actually figuring out what your assignment in life is. That's right. Because you're so busy hanging on to the title yep. that you're not looking at, okay, but God, what was I really put here for? What's right. my purpose? Right. And That's I'll tell you what, it's not only that, Monique, when we're looking around, it's fear. Yeah. Because a lot of people know where what they love to do, but mm -hmm. guess what? What you love to do doesn't fit the definition of success. Mm. And then you have to determine who is it who is it that defines success That's for you? you. Yes. Was it your parents? Mm -hmm. Was it your job? Was it people that you admire? Right? And so we have to really when we go through transition, it really is a time of it's self-discovery. Hmm. Self-identification on many levels, understanding your value system. Mm -hmm. I've worked with so many people in this space, even leaders in the corporate space, because oftentimes if something's not working right for you in a leadership capacity, it's because there's some blind spots that you haven't been dealing with. Mm. Or if I'm being brought in because a leader is not effective, mm -hmm. it's generally because everything that I've been doing hasn't used to work. It doesn't work now. We can't always continue to do the same things because if we're going to grow yeah. – and, and what got you here won't get you there. Won't get so, you yeah, there. Yeah, so, I mean, so you know. You something different. You know, it's right? interesting because when I left working as an attorney, yep. I had to battle with, I, I never felt like my identity was all wrapped up in being an attorney. Yeah. I didn't love, love, love it. It was mm. good. It paid the bills. Right. I didn't love it, love it. Yeah. But to be honest, I had to grapple a little bit with, wow, I'm I'm no longer working as an attorney. Right. Now, I can still tell people I'm, yeah. an, I'm an attorney because I still have my license mm -hmm. and all that. But I had to go from being an attorney to being in ministry. Yeah. And there's this little bit of a, even if I accept it, mm -hmm. even if I'm good with it, mm -hmm. when I go back, 
back to the cocktail hour, when I go back yeah. for the alumni association, yeah. you know, function, mm -hmm. what am I going to say to people right. that I'm doing? How do I identify? And, I call yeah, that. It's how do I identify and also mm -hmm. how do I make peace with an identification that I, in the back of my mind, might think may not be as good as, as prestigious as, as important as my previous identification. And there we go to acceptance. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of that goes to that. So I remember having to wrestle with yeah. that for a minute. Yeah. And I think that it would have been even harder for me mm -hmm. had I full on, full on embraced and loved and reveled in being an attorney. Yeah. So I can only imagine how hard it is for people who really go oh for gosh, it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden that's taken away. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? And who am Absolutely. I now? Absolutely. I mean, and think about somebody that got divorced. Yeah, yeah. Right? When you got married, this was for life. Right? And the whole world turned upside down. Now, I have never been married, and I know you are married. Yeah. And I, I think both stages are difficult, right? Being single is difficult. Being married, married is difficult, difficult. right? Yep, that's right. And divorce, I it, it's, a, it's what people have to understand is sometimes these changes, when you're laid off from a job, mm -hmm. a divorce, losing a loved one, whether mm -hmm. it is a spouse or, an, or a parent, mm -hmm. many people are dealing with, you know, helping their elderly parents now that are yep. transitioning out. Yep. I'm there. Right? Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. all of these things have to do with the grief process. Yeah. And when I learned that, that was the big aha moment in my transition journey after all of those traumas that I just identified. Because we don't always identify these things as traumas. Yes. And so it's a loss. And what happens is whether it's the loss of a job, the loss of a title, the loss of a paycheck, or mm -hmm. whether it's the loss of a social circle. Mm -hmm. Because for some of us, when we lose that job, mm -hmm. we lose a certain number of friendships or associations mm -hmm. and you lose the country club yep. membership. There's a loss there on some level. And whether yeah. it's that, whether it's a loss of a loved one, and just dealing with that loss is something that we really yes. have to reckon with. And we have to label it. Yes, yeah, and call it. And, you gotta and verbalize call it. Because it. Yeah. When, I, when I talk to people many times, they don't realize that leaving that job mm -hmm. and you know going through that divorce that's all a grief process yes yeah it is just like someone dying, dying. it's that's something right. that went that died in your life it's a it's a death of something significant in your mm -hmm. life and here's the here's the other analogy that is really closely related many people that were in the corporate space that were let go they went through some trauma before that happened. Yes. And we won't we we don't always want to own up to that because I'm so strong yes. and I can do this and that. But some of the things that have gone on, the emotional abuse that you take that you take in those instances at times, there was a lot of stuff that you put up with before you got let go. Because we do a lot of things. There's there's a there's a um there's a blog that I have out there and it says, um uh Oh my lord, I, I'm like blanking out. I'm so darn crazy sometimes. That's all right. We're gonna put it in the show notes. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna throw it in it. there. But it just talks about all the things that we do for money, mm. right? All the abuse that we will put up with for money. How much money are we gonna allow people to throw at us in order to be able to abuse us? And we mm. often think of that as a relationship, a romantic relationship. But it also happens in a work relationship. Yep. How much are you going to let people talk to you in a way that doesn't honor who you are just to get a paycheck? Yeah. How many things are you going to do that go against your value systems that, that are taking away from your family just to get a paycheck? Now, I'm not, listen, I'm, somebody out there I'm sure is going to get offended because I do it on a regular, <laughs> right? They're going to be like, this girl don't know me and she don't know my, my background or what I need to do to feed my kids. Listen, I get all that. Right. But I do know that the God that I serve did not put us in position to be abused. Amen. Amen. So this is a really, really good point 
Because what happens is, and I was talking to one of my clients about this who was in a situation where I won't say she's being abused, but here's what I call I call it the reindeer games. Mm. There's a lot of politics mm-hmm. going on. It's the reindeer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. She is really reeling as a result of it. And I had to say to her, then, honey, this may not be the space for you. You may have all of the technical background you need. You may have many of the soft skills. But if at your core, Mm -hmm. all of the maneuvering and the shenanigans Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that goes on in corporate America, we know it, the reindeer games, if that is just not sitting right with you and you up at three o'clock in the morning behind it, you might need to develop a transition plan. You might need to begin to transition out. And so I want to pivot the conversation a little bit to talk to the folks who are Mm -hmm. saying, well, I haven't been laid off, but I don't really feel like I'm in the right spot. Mm. How do I begin to transition? So talk to us about the stages of transition that you go through. Because some of us want to do it voluntarily. We want to do it before it gets to the point where we be in asked to go absolutely <laughs> yeah we want to say goodbye we absolutely. don't want to be told by yeah no this is great and and i appreciate that so there's five stages and, and i have a lot of coursework around this there's a lot of um i have a book you know in progress with this but this is a class that i've taught in many many different places and the five stages are pretty simple the first one is called discovery it is really doing the work to discover who it is that you are Beyond the titles Mm -hmm. and all of those things, right? Because we just talked about the titles. Mm -hmm. It is taking all of that aside. Who are you at your core? Mm. Without that title, if everything was stripped of you today, how would you define yourself? That's the first step. Second step, what's getting in your way of being able to attain the things that you really want to attain? We often will hold ourselves back from wanting something because we don't feel it fits into the mm-hmm. success meter mm-hmm. or it's not accepted by everyone like you were mm-hmm. saying, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the things, if we had a vision of where we wanted to be, what is getting in the way of you really living the life that you want to live and being the person you want to live? There's maybe somebody out there that, listen, you're a six-figure, half a million dollars a year job, right? But you really want to sit on the ocean and paint pictures and be an artist. What is getting in the way of you being able to do that? Hmm. Now, I'm not saying to drop everything today and do right, it, right, right, but think about homeless, right? what are the things that are getting in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Is it being accepted? Yep. Is it fear? Is it finances? Like, mm-hmm. what, what are those things? We have to identify the things that are getting in the way because when we identify them, then we can create a plan in order to be able to mitigate some of those things to get to where we want to go. And you know so what? It also takes the voodoo out of it. Because when yes. you call a thing a thing and you identify, there you go, now honey. I put some boundaries around it. Yes. It's not 10 things. Yes. It's two things yes. that are blocking me. That's right. And you know, there's an expression. I can't remember who said it, Brene Brown or somebody yeah, way yeah. more deep than I did said it. But who were you before the world told you who you ought to be? Oh, yes. Uh, who, who were you before the world like taught you who you ought to be? That and sounds Brene. often... Mm-hmm. We have defined success in a certain way, and that has taught us who we ought to be. Or because we're the first in our family, for many people of color, we're the first in our family to go to college. Mm -hmm. We're the first in our family to have the six-figure job. I remember when I was talking about leaving my job as an attorney, my mom was like, girl, you going to leave all that money? How you going to leave all that money? (laughs) I'm like, mama, these people getting on my nerves, and I don't even like this. I hear that, girl. I know. I was like, but I'm going to live off my husband. That's what I'm going to do. 
Exactly. I know that's right. But it's getting back to that. And it's really about calling the thing out. And so in that place of discovery, Mm -hmm. it sounds like the two things I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discover who you are separate and apart from the title, mm-hmm. but it's also discovering what's blocking me. Yeah. What's the real thing yeah. that's blocking me? That's right. Okay. What are those blockers? And let me tell you something. When I tell people those two things, those, they sound so mm-hmm. simple, discovery yeah. and understanding the blockers, that jacks people up sometimes. They can't mm-hmm. even get past that. Mm-hmm. It may take somebody months. I've had clients that take months, can't get past stage two. Mm-hmm. Months. Because... Mm-hmm. They can't deal with it. Sometimes we can't face our fears. Mm. And that's when you really have to ask God to help you. Because he wants us to live, he wants us to live according to our purpose. And there are things that we may have to go through in life that are difficult that groom us and shape us, right? It's called the diamond in the rough, right? Yes. The diamond keeps rubbing, rubbing, yep. rubbing, rubbing to get to the place. But then we get to the place and we don't want to leave. And, <laughs> right? And so then we got to start identifying some of this stuff. And then once we identify what the blockers are, when you can identify and call the thing a thing, I like mm-hmm. that. What's the vision? Yeah. Yep. All things aside now, we have called stuff out. Mm-hmm. What do you want it to look like? That doesn't say it's happening tomorrow. That doesn't say it's happening next year. But when we can get a vision of where we truly want to be, that is huge. You need to put it out in front of you, whether it's writing it out, whether it's finding a picture, some representation of what that is, a visual. So let me tell you something that I find with my clients. And I don't do a ton of this work, but I do a little Mm -hmm. bit of it. And here's what I found. They have never given themselves permission to dream, Mm -hmm. to be different. That's right. Many of us and you know this because you've been successful i've been successful we've been successful because we follow the rules Mm -hmm. if you go to if you do well on the sat you're gonna get in such and such college if you do well in such and such college you're gonna be able to go to grad school when you go to grad school you're gonna show up at the job fair and xyz companies gone and we've checked the boxes yeah yeah and some of this vision casting requires you you ain't checked you're throwing the whole box away everything's going i put a box out and mm-hmm. giving yourself permission yeah. to do that. Yeah. The other thing with the vision yeah. is that's also scary is giving yourself permission to start over. Yeah. I've had four careers, finance, law, ministry, mm-hmm. coaching, mm-hmm. and every time I've had to start at the bottom. Yeah. And what happens for some of us is there's this fear of, I got to go all the way back to kindergarten. Yep. Yeah, you're going back to kindergarten, but you're going back a smarter kindergarten than you were the first time. Yeah. And we got to give ourselves permission yep. to be okay with starting over yeah and for a lot of people who've yeah. reached a certain amount of yeah. success that's working against you yeah more than someone who hasn't reached a certain amount right. of success because they don't have as much to lose right so we feel like uh-oh if this goes wrong mm-hmm. what's gonna happen and i realize yeah. you know what it's not even that deep yeah i always be willing to bet on yourself, yourself. thank you it's about to say belief yes it's belief yes. and uh, listen i would love to tell you that i made this little transition and it was wonderful because we five years in now and i'm almost out of my retirement money okay <laughs> let's just call a thing a thing for real all right so i'm just saying <laughs> this was not always an easy walk yeah right yeah. and and let me also say this just because i knew where I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and I got quotes going, right? Yep. I don't know what that looked like. Yes. And I had no clue how I was going to get there. Because what got me to where I was at that time, gonna get you there. that was not going to get me to this new space mm-hmm. I was in. So when, when you talk about starting like a baby, I was doing everything, throwing it at the wall, throwing money at it, <laughs> right. figuring it out, right. crying a lot. Like it really, I, I really... 
I really believed in my heart of hearts that there was something bigger I was supposed yes. to be doing. And I'm not yes. even there yet, but yes. I know today versus five years ago, I know I am now stepping on the right path. Amen. And it's a faith But it took walk. a long it's time. A There's a lot of failures. Yes. It was a lot of failures. There was a lot of friends that had to go to the wayside because mm. your people that are close to you, because I ain't get quite there yet, right? Because after the, vi so after we talked about the vision, the right. next thing is like the words, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're thinking about the vision and the things that are getting in your way, people can get in your way too. Mm. Because there are Tell people me. that knew you, know you, they've known you since yes. you were a little girl, right? or they've known you for a long time in whatever capacity they knew you in. And they, everybody sometimes expects you to stay this person. But when yes. you go out on a faith walk, Monique, yes. you grow exponentially. Oh my gosh. I have, oh I my have gosh. had the biggest growth spurt yes. emotionally, intellectually, yes. just as a person having confidence in myself, what I will and will not put up with anymore, yes. how I communicate with people, mm -hmm. having a greater understanding of the things around me that, than I've ever had before. I've become a better person, but along the way, I have lost some friends hmm. because they couldn't go along this journey because they didn't believe in me. Mm. And mm. if they did believe in me, whether they'll admit it or not, there were levels of, and I hate to say this word, because it's not promoting, I'm not trying mm -hmm. to boast on myself because mm -hmm. I ain't there yet. Mm -hmm. But there was levels of jealousy that were happening. Mm. Because, and let me tell you, jealousy is an ugly thing. Mm. People love you as long as you're the same person doing the same things and struggling with them. Mm. But the minute you aspire to do something different, want to come out of what I call the chicken coop, mm. everybody's trying to hold you back. Mm. Right? And sometimes they don't even see it. They wouldn't label it as it's that. that. So, so it's he, not a malicious thing. That's right. They just can't get past that's it. it. They can't celebrate in you right. what they don't see for themselves. Right. And so a lot of times it's not about haters. It is it's not. It's just people are just not there. They're not I, there. I tell my clients. And they don't even know what they're projecting. They, they, they don't know. They, they, they don't they even do know. Not know. There are a couple things. I tell my clients, I said, on the journey to who God is having you become, yeah. find companions if you can on yes. the journey, but walk alone if you must. Yes. And what I tell my clients is keep walking. Keep walking. Because if you keep walking, yes. you're going to run into yes. a Kiki. If yes. you keep walking, That's right. you're going to run into a Monique. Yes. So never be afraid to step away from yes. where you are if it's not working. Yes. The other thing is, some people are vested yeah. in who you were. Yes. Because who you oh my were gosh. Yes. serves them serves in some them. capacity. That's right. Whether it is somebody to commiserate with. That's Whether it, it is somebody to measure themselves yes. up against and feel good. Right. And when you begin to ascend yeah. and grow yeah. and develop, yeah. when they measure themselves up against you, mm -hmm. they don't feel so good anymore. Right. You didn't even know the measuring was taking right. place. And you didn't even but, know. You didn't even know. But once you begin to change, and yeah. so having people in your life that yeah. you can grow with, yes. I thank God yes. that when I started this journey, yeah. it hasn't even been two years, right. that I had a tribe of people yeah. who were there, supported, yes. prayed for me, yes. you know, followed up with yes. me, loved me, yes. encouraged me. Yes. Yes. But I understand how, mm -hmm. having watched people that I've coached and other people, how you can sometimes lose a, a whole group of folks yeah. because you're going one way. And, and the Bible the, says, yeah, I believe it's in yeah, the book yeah. of Amos, how can two mm -hmm. walk together except they be agreed? Mm -hmm. And and even if they are not doing the entrepreneurial thing, or even if they are not doing the coaching thing or the right. business thing, just they're not agreed on what success looks, looks like, like for you. Yeah, right. 
And if we're not agreed on that, you can't encourage me in that. And if you can't encourage me in that, chances are your presence in my life is going to be by default a discouragement. And so it's not going to work. We can't walk together because we're not agreed. We're not a a girl. You better preach. You better preach. That's a true statement. It is so true. So you have the discovery. You have the vision. You have the words. What what are the things getting in the way, right? And then the words, which is what you were talking about, right? We've got to, there was a, piece of that that you were kind of touching on when you were talking about keep walking right keep walking the right people will come into your life the right things will come into your life if you have the right talk track for your life amen because once you get the vision you have to now change everything in your mind to believe that you've got to believe in yourself and so you can't look at your vision and go but i can't do that you can't Mm. do that you have to look at it and go i don't know how i'm going to get there but i'm going to get there god i know you called me to do this I don't know how I'm going to get there, but you've got to speak into your vision. Mm. You've got to use words that are an agreement with what the Lord says about you, that you are capable, that you are smart, because what's going to happen along this journey, and I know this for a fact, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to tell you what you can't do. Mm. The old demons are going to start coming back and nipping at your heels and going failure, 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 because guess what? I have more failures than I've had successes when I'm going in man's eyes, but those failures were successes because they helped me to grow. They helped me to understand. And you know what? They girded me up for the next trial. Our trials gird us up for more trials, right? The more that we can handle, the more he can give us. God did not create us to not have any challenges. We were not created to just have a lovely life and sip on tea and have a good time. It's just like we love drama. Well, drama is part of our life, <laughs> right? We, we've got to have these things. We've got to, when you're, here's the analogy I like to give. When you're climbing a mountain, you're building muscles. Yes. When you're just walking a straight line, all you're doing is exercising the same muscles that are already there. You're just, you're just keeping those things fit. But when you climb the mountain, mm-hmm. that's when the muscle gets bigger. And that's when you go scrape your knees. And that's when you're going you to scrape, scrape your knees. knees. You may your fall down. Bruised, you may fall down a couple levels. But here's the deal. Yes. Your faith in Christ yes. and knowing that this is what he's called you to do. Yes. That's your harness. Yes. So you're not climbing the mountain with And no it is harness. by any means necessary when you know the calling is that large. Ex- oh. That's what it became for me. Oh, my goodness. By any means necessary, which is why it was easy for me to start cutting stuff off. Yes. Well, if you ain't what, on the bandwagon... Mm, then you can stay right at the bus stop. And listen, I'm going to love you right where you're at, but right. I'm going to keep it but moving. Keep, but I can't take you with me. And here's the thing. When we go from I want to to I must, yeah. that's when the whole dynamic shifts. That's right. My sister and I, I sent her a, a diagram the other day about the life of an entrepreneur, and it was just this up-down, right. crazy look at you, because you're all over the place. One day, you're like, this is wonderful. And that's how I'm feeling this Exactly. Week. I was made for this. Right, right. The next thing, you're like, oh, no, this I, I, is going to work. But what you realize is when you really internalize the I must on yes. your life, and that's why getting the vision is so important, yes. because you then begin to internalize the I must. Yes. So I must do this thing yep. that, that that is the vision that God has given me. But the other thing when you talk about your words, you know what I had to change? I had to change how I introduced myself. Mm-hmm. When people say, oh, hi, um, tell me something about yourself. Oh, what do you do? Because for so long, I had been an attorney. Yeah. For so long. And then for so long, maybe several years, I was functioned as a pastor. 
But now I'm out here doing this kind of amorphous thing that's a little bit different. I got five, six different things going, and I had to no longer identify in a title. I had to identify mm-hmm. in the value that I brought. That's it. So I no longer, I, I don't even identify myself as an executive strategist. That's it. I tell people I'm spiritual C4. Yeah. I blow the roof off the possibilities yes. for myself and for other people. It's good to meet you. I'm transforming <laughs> agents. Yes. Listen. There you go. Yes. See, that's why we're getting along, yes. right? And so how you talk about yourself has to change. And that's the first thing. And then having the courage to verbalize that out to others makes a huge difference. And the Bible says that what life and death Mm -hmm. are in the power of the tongue. Yes. And those that love to talk are going to eat its fruit. So you are literally eating, you're being sustained Mm -hmm. or you're being drained by the words Mm -hmm. that that come out Out of your your mouth. Girl, that's a true statement. So that's That's a true statement. Wow. So and and here's another thing that I want to impress upon too, and I've said this to so many people that I've coached. What if your transition, what if somebody else's life depended on your transition? Mm, because amen. I had that revelation. What if somebody else's life depended on my transition? Would I, would I make sure I made it? Mm. I knew that early on, before I even left corporate, that my calling was bigger than me. Mm. That there was people's lives that were really dependent upon me stepping into my calling. Amen. And and some people go, is it that deep? It is that, that deep. deep. It is. If you know that you've got a word from God in your mouth yes. and that you've got a gift that he has given you to be able to change and transform people, you're damn straight it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it, seriously, no, though, because no, that's right. when I think, you know, I used to, when I thought back, you know, my nephew was murdered and, and that, that thing still rocks me to my core. Mm-hmm. But I used to, over and over in my mind, just go and think about, was there something you could have said? Mm. Was there something that you could have done? Mm. Was there something? And I realized there were, I did all that I could do was just, just be there for him. But he had sent me a note a few months before he was um, murdered. And I, I remember it was one day, it was in October, and he had come to my mind and I said, you know, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm just telling you that everything's going to be okay and I love you dearly. And he reached back out to me, and he said, you know what, Akiki, thank you for that. You know what I was thinking about the other day? When we went to this, we went to the science museum. He used mm-hmm. to love science. Mm. This was back when he was 13 years old. Wow. You do things for kids, you don't even think that they remember stuff. Wow. And he was able to detail that day, and he said, you know, I, I, you don't have any idea how much that meant to me and how much I just loved having you in my life because of how you've Aww. done this or that, right? Wow. And I said, thank God he shared that with me. And it let me know that the things that we do, we don't even realize, maybe something that we say to somebody, mm-hmm. it could change their life. Wow. Wow. It could put them, it could be the difference between them fulfilling their calling and not fulfilling their calling. You you don't have any idea how many people watch you going through. Yes. And when I, and I have said so many people come back to me that have watched me on this walk that I'm on. Mm. Just to say, and just to encourage me. They'll see me in church out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You know? I wish that, you know, I'm so, I'm so encouraged by your walk, Mm. you know, and I, you just don't even realize who's watching you. And just to be able to get up off the couch, honey, after all that nonsense (laughs) happened. Oh my God. You don't know. You know, there's, and I ain't happened alone. Thank Mm. God. You know, and I will tell people there are times when, when, when we do need somebody else to help us along. Yes. Right. The cat, my counselor helped me out of that because I wouldn't have been able to do it without her. I don't really don't know that I would be here because I could not. I couldn't, when somebody is snatched out of your life like that, 
you can't rationalize that. Mm. And emotion and logic don't live in the same, same house. No, they don't. And, and you know what else? Grief and the loss of a person yeah, in your yeah. life is just, it's a different thing. I was yeah. having dinner last night with a girlfriend yeah. of mine. I was saying yeah. how when my brother died suddenly yes. in January of 2017, yeah. my oh whole my life changed. It changed. And, and I struggled your to outlook. articulate. I struggled Struggle to, to articulate artic I get that. the degree of the change. Yes. But I found myself sitting down. He died in January 2017 mm. on my birthday, March 2017, mm. I sat down and I said, I need to transform my life. Yeah. And his death was really the catalyst yeah. for me beginning to do what I'm doing yeah, now. Yeah, I yeah. didn't move into yeah. it until almost a full year later yeah. in March of 2018. Yeah. But March of 2017, I started saying, how can I be even more effective? And I was serving as a pastor mm -hmm. before. And so a lot of people of faith feel like, oh, wow, no, that's your maximum effectiveness. Mm. But it really wasn't. Mm -hmm. I, I believe I was effective. I believed I touched people. And yeah. I loved the work that I did. And yeah. I all the people that I did it with, but now I see that as I move into these spaces where, because I serve women of color primarily who are looking to advance in their careers in the next one to three years, they're looking to jump from VP to, to, to yeah. um, SVP, director to VP, yeah. Yeah. going to the C-suite, yeah. they don't have anybody who's a person of faith to come alongside mm. them and say, let's figure out how we gonna marry faiths yeah. and works to get you to where you need to be. Yeah. And not to minimize pastoring, yeah. not to minimize preaching, no. but there's so many other people out there doing it. Yeah. You don't have a lot of successful in, in, um, executives in those high level spaces. It's a mission field. It is such a mission field. And we have so many people of faith in those spaces trying to figure out how to maneuver and how to right. do it. And how do I make this yep. happen and still maintain my faith? Yeah. And I know the reindeer games yeah, are yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, yeah, but yeah. how do I be wise as a serpent but as yeah, harmless as a dove? Right. And I realized, wow, there's a real I must here. Yeah. And that's where I got bolstered. Yep. But to your point, it didn't all develop all at once. It came oh along gosh. gradually. When I left ministry, I do three or four different things now, and quite honestly, only one of them was on the table. As I journeyed, and this is important for somebody in transition, mm. as you journey, the breadcrumbs appear. Yes. It, it, Absolutely you, You're not right. going to have a whole loaf of bread Absolutely. that you're going to see at the nope. finish line. Nope. You're going to start, yep. and then something is going to open. That's right. Then you're going to do that. you got to start. And then, and then something else will open. Right. And it's, it's a, it is a faith walk. walk. It is. It's and, a and faith it's, walk. And it's not just action. Yes. Sometimes people go, well, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. No, 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 no. Right. You've got to be vested in the action. And I'm not saying it has to be a big, crazy jump off the cliff like what I did, mm -hmm. but it definitely has to be an action, something God can take and work work with. Amen. God can't work with anything that your heart's not in. Mm. If you're trying to logically do something, you can't manipulate God. Mm. God knows when your heart is in it. Yes. So don't think that you're fooling him if you start making some motion. No, seriously, right? You start making some motions and go, see, I'm trying and God's not helping me. I've seen so many people do that. And I yes. go, get out of here with that nonsense. When you're serious, come back. Yes. When your heart is in it, it becomes by any means necessary. That's, that's right. That's right. Because and you realize that your call, somebody else's life depends, depends on your on calling. Yes, 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 yes. When that you get so the good. bigger picture, yes. we all have our own ministry and what it is we do. Right. There's often times where I go, gosh, I should do missions, but I don't have, I just don't feel, but I realize this is my missions. And mm. I had people in my life go, this is your missions, girl, because I have been able to bring Christ into places that would never be there That's right. because oh I don't talk, goodness. I don't go and preach and right. say all those things, but the Holy spirit walks with me. That's right. He does his ministry through me. 
And I allow him to do whatever it is he's going to do. Do I jump up on the soapbox and tell people I had Jesus and this scripture? No. But I just walk in who I am. And that when the Holy, you bring the Holy Spirit in the room, you ain't got to do nothing but let him do what he's going to do. And Get out of his work. way. Yes, and let Get him Get out of his thing. way. Yes. And so the last piece to this puzzle, we had the discovery, we had what's getting in your way, the vision, and the words. Words are like breadcrumbs, folks. You got to change the talk track. The last piece is the plan. Let's talk about the plan because here's what I find. Everybody wants to know their destiny, their mm-hmm. vision, their purpose. Yeah. And some of the clients that I get have worked with coaches mm-hmm. who have sh- helped them figure out their values, mm-hmm. helped them figure out their life statement, mm-hmm. their vision, their purpose, all of that, but they lack strategy mm-hmm. and they lack planning. You have so to plan. I end up having to work with them on how do we map out a plan? Okay, you know what you want to do. You know what you want to be when you grow yep. up. You know what you feel like God yep. has called you to do. Now, how do we make a plan yeah. that is rooted in some amount of reality yes. and faith? Because yes. you got to have both. Yes. That we can actually take you from knowing to doing and living and being. So talk to us about the plan. The plan, well, from from my program, Mm -hmm. you pull everything of all the work that you just did, right? All the discovery piece, the vision, the things that are getting in your way, and you start building a plan where it is that you really feel like you want to go. Now, no, your plan may change. That's right. Right? Because as you start moving on the journey, things become clearer Mm -hmm. along the way, right? And so the plan is really around taking all those pieces. What is the discovery? What am I looking to discover? What have I discovered? What is the vision that I have for my new normal, right? For the place that I want to be. What are the things that are getting in my way? Identifying those things. What are the words that are now going to define and support the vision that I have for my life? Right. Okay? And once you've gotten all of those things, then you can put the plan together. And the plan is just as simple as, Okay, this is where I am today. This is where I need to go. What are some things that I need to do in order to get there? Mm. It's moving all these little things. Defining who it is that you want to be as a person, Mm. not as a title. Mm. So we're we're working on the being, not just the doing. Yes. Mm. Because you know what, Monique? If you're not self-aware enough, you're not going to be able to pull that do off. Mm. You're not going to be able to pull Mm. that do off. And that's why a lot of us... And you're not going to be able to keep it. That's why people sometimes, you see them get promoted... And Ooh, bam, then they, they, then they get fired, they're then they're gone. gone. They're gone. Because they haven't done all that, that other work first. Well, well, that's the Peter principle, right? People get promoted past their competence, number one. <laughs> and the emotional competence, which yes. we don't put, give enough, we don't give oh enough God, weight to that. Emotional to that. competence. Yes, 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 It yes. is almost more important than the intellectual at yes, times. because you can learn the intellectual. Thank you. can be you. taught that. You know, I had a Girl. GC. My general counsel used to always say, you can't teach judgment. Yeah. You can't teach instinct. Yeah. You can't teach intelligence. Yes. And a lot of times people just don't have the self-awareness, the yeah. people skills, et cetera. But that's getting back to the we are human beings, not human doings. Yes. And what transition forces you to realize is I've been doing, but have I been being? If that's a thing. That's wrong grammatically. I know better. That's all right. Y'all, she got y'all, it. Y'all got we know it. what it meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been doing, but have I really been being? And that's where... Have I been present? Yes. I like to call it that. Yes. Yeah, right? Am I really... Do I really know who I am, where I am? Have I even paid attention to... Because here's the other thing. When you don't know who you are, you don't know who the people are around you. No, you don't. You really don't even know them. And you don't connect... Listen, girl, don't get it started. That's a whole other thing. You will not connect with the right people... Right. Until you are... Until you are fully aware of who you are. Because what happens is 
we talked about imposter syndrome before. Ooh, I know yes, we've been talking about right. it, right? Mm -hmm. It's your mask. And whoever's yes. attracted to that mask is who you're going to attract. That may not be the right person. It's right. supposed to be and, in your And space. when the mask comes, comes off, off, that's when relationships fall away. Right, because it wasn't based on, on the real anyway. Yep. They got to be attracted to the root. Yes. It, it, is, it is in this season, and, and those people that are the right people in your life will help naturally propel you to the next step. I can say in the past six months, I have come in contact with some powerhouse individuals, you included, and several others that I can think of that have taken me, my confidence level, to a whole new regime. Oh, your confidence level through because, the roof. Because y'all don't know it yet, but Frederica is working <laughs> on some big stuff, okay? I just hope she remembers the little people who prayed her through. Uh, me, me, Listen, me. The little people who prayed her through. That's all it's I'm timing. hoping. It's timing. But she's working on some it's big timing. stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. It's timing. And so, so the bottom line, I know people are like, but the plan, girl. <laughs> What's the plan? Here's the thing. You can't put any steps into action until like we're, what we're saying, until all of those other pieces that I talked about come into play. Because in order to take actionable steps, you have to be fully aware of what your surroundings are. Okay. And so the plan is actionable steps. But before you can put those actionable steps, and we love to do that because accomplishments we can check off, you can't do that if you're doing any real self-awareness or mm -hmm. self-development work. And just know that you cannot get to where you're going until you're not just intellectually ready, but until you're emotionally ready. And you're not going to be emotionally ready unless you've done the work. And I can help people through this course, and they, they will thank me. I used to run it on Facebook. Mm. I used to run it on Facebook. I had a, co a cohort out there, and it was great. They loved it. And so, there were some really good testimonies from that. So if folks want to get in touch with mm -hmm. you, because you got some good stuff going yeah, on here, yeah. tell us how we can get in touch yeah, with you. So my, Serious folk. Don't yeah. call her if you're playing, but if you're exactly, serious, yeah. okay. Let's do this thing. So I can be reached. My website is probably the easiest way for you to get me, which is www.federicapeterson.com. And if you're not sure, Google the name because it'll come up. Monique will have my name mm -hmm. yep. in this podcast. You can also reach me by phone, 973-671-5411. That's 973-671-5411. Or you can email me at my name, fredericapeterson at gmail.com. I have lots of resources around these five stages of transitions, and I'm happy to, to connect anybody with them. And coaching does go along um, with the coursework. I have an online course with it. It's got all the bells and whistles with all the work that I did with the groups. I've done this as a live training, so I'm happy to be contracted in to do that um, as well. So, Monique, it's been good. It's been wonderful. So y'all see why I love Kiki so much? And listen, <laughs> y'all can't call her Kiki. She my friend, okay? So only I can call her Kiki. But no, I love you, love you. This was so Aww. much fun. So as you can tell, she and I just have a good time. A good old time. Oh, we we March to... babies, girl. Yes, yes. That's what March babies do. That's right. Do. That's right. <laughs> We, we had so much fun. This has been incredible. Yeah. But I also, in addition to being fun for me, I think we helped a lot of people. I, I think, think so. you helped a lot of people because transition is a scary, yeah, lonely thing. It is. And thanks to you, Frederica, it you is. have made it a lot less scary and a oh, lot less lonely. I so hope so. thank you for your ministry. Thank yeah, you for yeah. your honesty, your transparency. Mm -hmm. I love you. You've been a blessing in my life. Listen, y'all, read out, girl. Her. If you are serious, reach out to her. She's a wonderful coach and just a wonderful person and friend. Thank you so much You're for coming welcome. on. Thank you for having right, me, honey. girl. Yes. Episode now we going to go eat. Yes, we're going to go <laughs> eat lunch now. Episode number 14, Keep It Moving. 
This has been the Graceful Hustle Podcast with Monique Carkham Edwards. Until next time, y'all take good care, and I'll see you at the top.